0: you're listening to Podketeers.
1: welcome to episode 295 of podcateers this week we talk about the shops the eateries fun facts easter eggs and more as we walk through galaxy's edge the land is so vast and so detailed that i know we missed a lot of things so we'd love to hear from you and some of your favorite things secrets or easter eggs inside of batu you can join the conversation by leaving a comment on the blog post for this episode at podcuteers.com slash 295. On Instagram, Facebook, or on Twitter, just search for Podcasters. Before we get this episode off the ground, uh, we'd like to thank FreshBooks for their support in sponsoring this episode. FreshBooks is the easy use invoicing software designed to help freelancers and small business owners just like us get organized, save time invoicing, and get paid faster. Try FreshBooks free for 30 days, head over to gofreshbooks.com/slash PodKeteers. And if they ask how'd you hear about us, just make sure to enter PodKeteers. Of course, we can't get this episode started without sending out a huge thank you to the members of the FGP Squad. The FGP Squad is a group of awesome listeners that help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon, and it's their support that helped make these episodes of Podketeers possible. If you like the podcast and want more info on how you can join the FGP squad family and help us grow, you can start by going to podcasterscom FGP for more info. As always, we want to send a huge thank you to all of the members of the FGP squad for their continued support. Uh, okay, uh, it's time to get this episode started i'm gonna go get some rest because i hurt right now you'll find out more about why in a moment so here we go this is episode 295 of podcateers I usually start these episodes like singing or doing cheerful. something cheerful. Yeah. And I'm having a lot of trouble speaking right now uh, because I'm getting used to having this retainer thing in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm going to try to make this a short story, but it, basically, if you've been listening to the podcast for some time, you know that last year I started having some problems with uh with the wisdom tooth and I needed to have like a root canal done and it was like I was in pain. I've been in pain for a while and mm-hmm. I've been kind of just like dealing with it essentially and it finally got to a point where i couldn't ignore it anymore i i couldn't live yeah. through it it was causing other problems and my wisdom tooth was coming in at an angle and it was basically impacting and causing like a weird domino effect for my other molars and my teeth and and so you know they did the the regular check and everything and he says well okay look um it looks like you have a couple other problems here that are coming from this issue so they sedate me and you know they do all this stuff and uh long story short I wake up and uh I I have a couple teeth less than I did before and I like I I have this retainer uh yeah it, it's really difficult to speak with this thing in my mouth I'm getting used to mm-hmm. it um it's just odd having this thing off to the side of my tongue where like, it like it wasn't there before, right? Like, right. I, I can't pronounce certain letters. Like, my tongue doesn't have the full mobility, like, to say certain consonants. Like, S's I have a really hard time with right now. C, X, you know, like that. Like, there's, like, mm-hmm. an additional, like, caw hissing that happens. <laughs> so... Unfortunately, I'm gonna to have to be dealing with that for a little while. So, uh, if you're if you're picking up on that, I'm sorry, um, but I just I I don't know. I I was okay with them doing what they had to do because I know this isn't like Podcaster's Medical Hour, but. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't know that, like, if you had problems with your teeth like that or, or anything, that it could lead to heart problems later. Mm-hmm. And he, like, freaked me out. I was like, what? Yeah. He's like, yeah, if this gets worse, it can lead to, like, heart disease. I was like, um, yeah, dude, do whatever you yeah. got to do. Right? And so it kind of scared me. And it was, it was more preventative now than anything else. But,
0: man, my face hurts. It hurts a lot. But you're healthier now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, overall, look, after dealing with the pain for so many months, I think the pain that I'm going through over the next few days will kind of, you know, dissipate and, you know, Mm -hmm. and over time, once they repair everything else, I think I'll be fine. But man, just. Like what a way to like celebrate my birthday. <laughs> it's like surprise. I know.
0: I know. You know, you're Jeez. going
1: into surgery. So um. it was, I mean, look, mixed feelings, right? Mixed feelings. It, there's a lot of positives, right. but just in the interim, there's there's going to be this discomfort for an undisclosed amount of time because once this heals, they will reevaluate what they need to do. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then they'll figure out, okay, well, this is our course of action next. And then that's going to take some healing. So, yeah, fun times. Fun times. So if there's anything that comes out of this, kids, (laughs) make sure that you brush your teeth when you're young so that when you're older, you don't have to deal with stuff like this.
0: But no, sometimes your wisdom teeth, they just, they're useless. I know,
1: I know, I know. And
0: you could have... Great teeth and still the, the, it still doesn't,
1: I mean, look, my kids listen to this. So I'm telling them now, brush your teeth, take care of your gums. And that way, when you're older, you don't have to deal with dumb stuff like this, you know, but I got to empathize. All right. I, I, I know I'm doing a lot of complaining and I know there's, there's a lot of people out there. That have worn retainers and that they go through this with braces and stuff like that. Did you wear braces or a retainer when you were younger? <laughs> Both. Really? Did you Both, have like trouble yeah. speaking and everything also? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long did it last or was it like the entire time that you had it?
0: Well, I want to say it took a few days to get used to it. And then after that, it's like, oh, you forgot it's there and it just becomes second nature.
1: But were you able to enunciate? yeah really well i had
0: to wear them during school
1: oh yeah, yeah. okay well i guess i guess it gets better because I, the it other does. the other problem is also that my gums and everything are swollen from all the stuff that they did
0: chipmunk face yeah
1: it was insane yep. um, I'm telling
0: you i did that too. <laughs> blend everything <laughs> yeah
1: yeah it wasn't fun but i'm glad i got it done but I know I'm in for some challenging times. I can empathize with anybody that's ever worn a retainer. And uh, yeah, I've been saying my alphabet over and over. Like, I feel like nice. I'm learning to re-speak with this thing. Learning to enunciate with everything again. Uh, the first couple of days were bad. Like, because everything was like yeah. super swollen and, and I could mm-hmm. barely speak. Like, I think I'm I'm better. I'm a little bit better now um but it still hurts you know well you
0: don't look swollen which is great yeah
1: i mean i've been taking a lot of medication to help with that a lot of uh, yeah. anti-inflammatories and antibiotics and everything and i've been following the regimen to make sure that stuff does not go awry mm-hmm. so one step at a time uh, So let's transition over into some park stuff. Oh, actually, before we talk about park stuff, yeah. I want to remind everybody that uh, we're going to be doing March Mayhem again this year.
0: Yeah, we, we th- are. You
1: know, the last couple years we did attractions. We did favorite characters. This year we are pitting the films from the different eras against each other. So the films from the Renaissance, from the Golden Age, like all of them, like the four primary eras of Disney films, we're pitting them up against each other and you will vote for your favorite and you will determine the winner. More information is going to be coming up over the next week um i'm excited because that's coming Mm -hmm. up very shortly uh march mayhem has been super fun for us to execute the last couple of years and uh, i think gavin had been working on how to seed everybody or all of the films right so that we can create our bracket Mm -hmm. we'll be posting the entire bracket on the website pocketeers.com and then you'll be able to uh, find it on Instagram as well. We'll update it as the matches happen. Uh, what we've done in the past is normally through an Instagram story we vote for 24 hours and then we post a new matchup during the week. We don't do it on the weekends. Uh, so Monday through Friday we we tend to do some of the matchups. So yeah, that's coming up. We're gonna be posting more info. So we're gonna take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about some of the stuff that you can experience at Galaxy's Edge. Last week, I was able to give you a little bit of the history of the land, how it came to be, kind of where it all started. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, please go back and listen. I had a lot of fun researching it and putting that segment together. Uh, This week, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, the land itself, what you can find there, the shops, um, the eateries, like what you can expect to see, uh, some of the Easter eggs. So we're going to be talking about that when we get back. Today's episode is brought to you with support from FreshBooks. You know, many years ago, I started doing some freelance work, taking photos for businesses, realtors, engagement sessions, and family photos. One thing that I always struggled with, though, was finding a good solution for invoicing, and that's where FreshBooks came in. FreshBooks is the easy-to-use invoicing software designed to help freelancers and small business owners get organized, save time invoicing, and get paid faster. They offer super simple solutions that let you create and send professional-looking invoices in seconds. On top of that, FreshBooks offers great ways to track time worked, Create estimates and quotes, you can run reports to see how you're doing, process payments, and if you ever have any questions, their award-winning support team is there to help. If you're always on the move, don't worry, FreshBooks also has easy-to-use mobile apps for iOS and Android. Getting started with FreshBooks is extremely simple. You can try it free for 30 days by going to gofreshbooks.com slash you can also find a link in the post for this episode on our website also make sure to enter podcateers if they ask you how did you hear about us if you're looking for a way to help your business grow help you with invoicing and billing get organized and more freshbooks is there to help so give it a shot and check out some of the great features that freshbooks has to offer that link, again, is gofreshbooks.com slash It's time to get back to the show, but we'd like to thank FreshBooks for their support. Uh, so Galaxy's Edge, uh, it, it's such, again, it's such a beautiful land. It, there was so much love that went into the detail uh, into the creation of Batu, uh, which is the mm-hmm. planet that you are on as you visit Galaxy's Edge. And the particular location on Batu that you are visiting is the Black Spire outpost. Uh, to get into Batu, there are a couple of ways to do so. The first way is yes. if you and and this is kind of the better way, in my opinion. And that is if you are going past Splash Mountain right before entering the Hungry Bear restaurant, you hang a quick right along the rivers of America. And there is a long walkway that you can follow. You'll go under a bridge. uh, And as you cross that, you begin to hear more of the ambient sounds of the planet of Batuu. And you hear... TIE fighters flying in the background you hear Wookiees you hear uh, just you you don't feel like you're in Disneyland anymore like it's right it's a very subtle transition that you begin to hear and the deeper that you get all of those sounds just get louder and louder and the soundtrack begins to become more prominent as you're going into the land itself uh, you hear droids, you hear blasters. It's just an amazing feeling that you get walking then into that area. And as you walk in, the first thing that you're greeted with, obviously, on the left-hand side of the land, you're going to see Rise of the Resistance, which is the latest attraction to open at Galaxy's Edge. And over on the right-hand side, you're going to see an X-Wing Starfighter and an A-Wing Uh, From the original trilogy, there's tons of Easter eggs uh, throughout the land. And I'll mention some of them as we're talking uh, uh, about it. And as we're kind of roaming around, we'll kind of do a walkthrough of everything. But uh, in this location, one of the coolest things that you see as you're walking in are tracks on the floor. And those tracks belong to R2-D2. Mm -hmm. Those tracks I think are super cool and it's one of the coolest Easter eggs inside of the land because they actually use the tracks that belong to the actual R2 unit used in the original trilogy to make those tracks
0: those are really cool yeah
1: i don't know if they took the physical ones or if they made a copy so that they didn't damage it you know but the fact that it's from the same tracks of the original r2 unit just makes mm-hmm. it such a special easter egg inside of the land
0: one thing I, w- I wanted to bring up and gavin brought this up to us oh, a couple of episodes ago the sounds that you hear while walking into batu it's very different during day and night.
1: Ah, yes, that's
0: true. And I got to hear both, like both scenarios or both the, um, I guess you would say both kinds of sounds, and um, they're completely different creatures. You would say, mm-hmm. like you could hear different things. So something you got to do if you're there is just sit down and listen.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's weird, like even though you hear the ships flying by, there's there's this weird sense of calm that comes over you when you're mm-hmm. just kind of sitting there listening to all the creatures and stuff in the background. Uh, personally, I like to be out in the mountains, like in the forest. Like I love being a, a, like a part of nature. And I think I've talked mm-hmm. about this before. I don't get a chance to do it very often, but it's like one of my favorite things to do. And so the fact that Entering but to gives you that sense. Just, I, I don't know. It just, there's that instant connection for me. That just, it, it's like that that famous line, right? Chewy, we're home. Aww.
0: You know, it just, it's so
1: cool. It's so cool. Um, okay, so we're going to keep walking a little forward. Um, mm-hmm. I forgot the name of the stand, but over on the right hand side, there's, or on the left hand side, there's a stand with like helmets. And a couple of other different things that you can purchase there uh, as part of the resistance. Uh, if you keep walking forward, you'll be near the marketplace. And mm-hmm. the marketplace is just super cool. There's a bunch of shops. There's Black Spire Outfitters. There's Toydarian Toymaker, the Creature Stall, the Jewels of Bith. And, like, I love this area. Of Galaxy's Edge because everything seems so authentic. Right? Yes. The the coolest part about the merchandise that you purchase there is that it's not it's not branded like Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, blah blah this and blah blah that. Like it's right. all called what it would be called if you were really on this planet. You know, right. so they just give it the name of the creature. They give it the crazy name of whatever the toy would be. And I just think that's super cool because it doesn't take you out of the element of where you are. It just helps with with really conveying that you're on this other planet.
0: Mm-hmm. This place is probably has, like, the best theming. Oh, it's absolutely. Just so, it, it's just it, every every single little thing ties together.
1: Yeah, I mean the only thing that i feel comes in close right now uh is i mean it, it'll be a different story once once avengers campus opens right but i mean mm-hmm. carsland would be the only other thing that i feel rivals that but even in carsland there's a lot of merchandise that's disney pixar's cars disney pixar's this you know mm-hmm. california adventure this carsland that and when you're on but two, that's not the case. Like everything really feels like you're on planet or off planet. You know, if if you're, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that I think is a really special touch that, in a way, I wish would would be used in some of the other lands a little bit more. Like we already know we're at Disneyland. We already know that we're this. Like it doesn't have to be on every single piece of merchandise. Like it, like it's on the foot. Or, like, on, on the back of the toy written really small to know, like, you like you got this at Disneyland or whatever. That is what it is. But I, I feel like you don't have to be reminded every single thing that you purchase, basically.
0: You know? Right.
1: Um, let's see. Okay. So, if you continue through the marketplace, you'll eventually get to Ronto Roasters. And mm-hmm. Ronto Roasters was the very first location that we had a chance to go eat at when we went uh, to Galaxy's Edge when it opened last year. And have you had a chance to go back and eat there?
0: I want to say I had their breakfast wrap. Okay. It's not bad.
1: That's kind of why I'm asking because um, I remember the Ronto, ro- uh, the Ronto wrap that we purchased. Right. It was labeled as a roasted pork uh Pita-filled thing with pork sausage and peppercorn slaw and and stuff. And I remember the day that we tasted it, it was pretty bland. I didn't like it, it all that much. Yeah, it, it didn't taste – I thought it was turkey, like, at first. Like, <laughs> it just – the way that it was seasoned and it, the way that it was, like, packaged, it didn't taste mm-hmm. like a pork sausage wrap to me. And it was dry on top of that. So I think it put literally a bad taste in my mouth because I didn't want to go back. you know. But right. I've heard people talk about the wrap now, and I don't know what they changed exactly. But people have told me that it's way better than it was like the first month or oh, two. Oh, that's great. That from when it opened, like it tastes much better now, that it's not as dry, that it tastes really good. Uh, some people have tried the breakfast wrap that they have there. The sour sarlac, I think, is one of the best drinks that they have there. Yeah. That's the the Minute Mate Limeade with uh, raspberry um and uh spicy mango. Yes. That's oh man, that's tasty. Uh so if you ever want just like a quick refreshing drink, you don't taste the spiciness, but it's just a little mm-hmm. kick there. And it's just super good. I totally recommend getting the sour sarlac there. Um, I think you guys had like some, some jerky. I forgot what it was called, but I think you guys had some jerky as well that day.
0: Yeah, I had the, um, I guess the regular one because the other one is spicy, sweet and spicy. Yeah, yeah. So the regular one, um, it's a good chunk, but do I see myself running to get it again? No, but I mean, it's not bad for the price. I want to say that may be the lowest priced item besides drinks. Yeah,
1: it's around like five or six bucks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty decent for what it was as well. I remember tasting it uh, when you guys got it, but I think I'll give that the food there a shot again. But I just think there's like other places in Galaxies Edge that just has way better food. Um, So, uh, we'll keep going uh, through the land and and we'll keep kind of talking about it. So, if you exit Ronto Roasters, uh, to the left-hand side, you're going to go down some stairs. And this is primarily where the First Order hangs around. It's kind of where you're going to find Kylo Ren walking around as well with some stormtroopers. There's like a small garage there that has different land speeders that are being... It's basically a mechanics shop where you can see different mm-hmm. land speeders and different parts they are being fixed. But the coolest part about that area is that if you happen to catch it at the right time, it's, I don't think it's on the schedule, but you can see Vi and the first order troopers fighting each other and shooting at each <gasps> other and putting on like a little stunt stage show there, which I think is just a cool little Easter egg. If you're hanging around in that area.
0: I did not know that. the what? Yeah,
1: it, it's just a cool little stage show that they do. It's kind of like the opposite of like Kylo Ren's, which I'll talk about shortly. But it's super cool. I think...
0: <laughs> You're gonna laugh. I think that kind of put a dent in my um, one of my ideas.
1: Oh really? <laughs> oh man! Yes.
0: I was like, wait, I didn't, I didn't know that that happened. So, yeah, detour. I don't know
1: if I have a video of that. Um, so sidebar, when we went mm-hmm. to Galaxy's Edge, I tried to vlog. And uh, uh, when I try to vlog, I there's times that I forget that I'm vlogging because I'm just having so much fun. I get kind mm-hmm. of caught up in the moment. And before I know it, hours went by and I just forgot to keep filming. So there's a lot of footage that I have that are just these incomplete vlogs that I don't know what to do with. Like, I think we've brought it up before that I wanted to do like – from the vault mini episodes on the youtube channel and after the end of last year when we didn't know what was going to be happening with copa i didn't know if we were going to continue on youtube and right um i think we figured out what to do with most of that but uh, overall i'm getting to the point where i think what we can do is kind of voice over like show some of the stuff and just kind of voice over and be like okay So here we were walking and we saw a dog, you know, and just kind of like play by play everything that's happening. And hopefully that like we get some decent content out of it because it's hours of footage that I literally don't know what to do with. And it's. Oh, my
0: God. Do you know how much fun that would be?
1: Yeah. I was just looking at some footage that I had archived from the final run of the goats on Big Thunder Ranch. And I mean I think it's good enough to at least do commentary or something.
0: I would love to do commentary. I mean, I think it'd be fun cuz then when other people watch it they could talk along with it. Yeah. And I love doing that. Yeah.
1: We should, you know there what? You go. I want to do that with Disney Plus stuff. Like Ooh. we could do like viewing parties and just kind of talk through some of the stuff and then we can do our own commentary on on it. I think that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think once we're up in the new studio space, it'll be much easier to do that because then we'll have a lot more room. It won't be super hot and it won't be as (laughs) cramped as it is in this room. So I think definitely on the list of things that I want to do once we're in the larger space. So anyhow, total sidebar. Sorry (laughs) about that. But yeah, uh, in that area, there's a short little like stage show type thing that happens. And it's super cool. Uh, Speaking of Vi... Vimarati, uh-huh. we mentioned her in the last episode. Uh, she is basically uh, like we described her as the female Poe She is such an amazing character that adds yeah. so much to the story of Galaxy's Edge if you have kids, and even if you don't have kids, you can just follow her around, but she does this thing where she tries to collect as many kids and people with her, and you go on a quest, like trying to get away from the stormtroopers. like you're trying to find this, you're trying to find that, and the whole time she's treating the group that she has like you're training to be a part of the resistance, which is really the entire story of being on planet there at galaxy's edge there's so much of her that resonates in the land that Mm -hmm. i feel like if this character wasn't there i think everything would still be fine right but really vi to me is the breakout star of galaxy's edge in the last year
0: oh yeah definitely she stands out and i've had the most fun with her Oh, man, if you guys ever get to hear the phrase or someone just tells you it and you get to tell her, do it. Don't hesitate. So much fun.
1: The the day that we were there, didn't you get footage of you talking to Vi also?
0: Yeah, but you know what? It was was the case of, remember when you took video and you had it up your nose?
1: Ah, yes.
0: (laughs) That's what happened. I have a picture, but... That's what happened. Yeah,
1: that's another thing that I've done before. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I don't think I've ever fully considered myself a vlogger because when most of your footage ends up pointing straight at your nose, and you don't have stuff yeah. in frame because you accidentally zoomed in and forgot to zoom out. Uh, for a long time, I didn't have like a camera with a flip-out screen or anything, so I didn't know what was going mm-hmm. on. Like if I accidentally zoomed in, well then, great footage of your face. Right, so yeah, there's a lot of bad footage as well. I should comment on that, but anyhow. Uh yeah, so Vi absolutely a wonderful part of Galaxy's Edge. Definitely recommend approaching her and then, you know, trying to start up a conversation so that you can be a part of, you know, the little band of resistance trainees that she puts together. Uh a little further up is the droid depot. But I'm going to talk about that as we kind of wrap around the land. So we'll get back to the Droid Depot. Uh, instead, we're going to go left out of Ronto Roasters. And the first couple of things that you're going to find uh, are if you hang a quick right and go down some stairs, you're going to see Savi's Workshop. Savi's Workshop is where you build your custom lightsaber. And uh, I, I love... This experience, Uh, I've seen videos of it happen. The one thing you want to know about Savi's workshop is that in order to get in, you're essentially paying $200 plus tax in order to reserve the spot to build your own lightsaber. It's not a let me just quickly walk in and let me quickly check out what's going there's like this whole experience that goes along with it. You're talking to the gatherers inside of the ancient relics that go through. They're they're picking up these different pieces of scrap metal throughout the universe and throughout the galaxies uh, because uh, obviously we're living in troubled times. Uh, they talk about the legend of Luke Skywalker and the new Jedi, Rey, uh, and then they kind of Put you through this ceremony where they make you feel that as you're building the lightsaber, you're becoming one with it. And there's a whole lot of cool stuff that happens that I don't want to talk about uh, because it kind of gives away the show. Yeah. I don't think it's something that I'm going to be doing anytime soon uh, because... I mean, it's 200 bucks to do it. Maybe one day yeah. I'll do it. Uh, there are a lot of videos on YouTube that kind of show the process. Uh, there's some really great ones out there. I will go ahead and post a couple of those in the blog post for this episode. podcasterscom slash 295 if you want to check those out. And one of the videos that I will put there is this experience inside of Savi's workshop. Um because I just think it's super cool. you know the, the lighting oh, that yeah. goes into it, the music, the, the, the ambiance, the way and... that
0: they, they perform this yes. ceremony. Mm-hmm. It, it hits you. I didn't get to build one. I got to go in and if you guys are thinking about it, go for it. It's, it's an experience. I don't think man, I can't even I can't even compare this to anything else. Like it's just. Yeah.
1: I don't think they have anything else like this in the park.
0: It's so it's so intimate. That's what it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's Because what it they is. only allow like what, like 10 people in at a time to build the sabers. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're you're around this uh, almost like oval, like countertop. And mm-hmm. so they walk around and they allow you to select the kyber crystal that's going to go inside of your saber uh, or inside right. of your hilt. And you know, they explain to you the different colors, you know, you build it, and then the the entire ceremony begins, right? But yeah. just the like you said, it's the story behind it and the way that they do it and the way that they just portray their characters. And that's one of the things that I really enjoy about being in Galaxy's Edge that in the park, regardless of the land that you're in, you're going to see cast members. Dressed in the costumes for that particular land, and Correct. some of them do a fantastic job of just really making you feel like you're a part of that land. Like we've talked about, one of our favorite cast members, Maynard, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever he's in Adventureland, oh, what a show! Yes, right. It's one of the <laughs> coolest things that you can experience. Uh, when he was at the mansion, that's another thing, right? Like on the mansion, mm-hmm. like wow, he does such a great job. But in Galaxy's Edge, like, everyone is just playing their character. Like, they, yeah. whenever you talk about Disneyland or the other lands, they're like, oh, is that off-planet? Like, we don't know exactly what you're talking about. What is that exactly? <laughs> and it just plays with the entire story that they're trying to tell you in this land. And that's I, – I just love that type of, like, storytelling. Uh, so, yeah. So – Savi's Workshop, definitely an experience. Uh, again, remember that it's going to cost you $200 to get in there, but it is a super cool experience. Next to Savi's Workshop is Doc Andar's Den of Antiquities. Ooh.
0: Doc Andar's. <laughs> oh,
1: My, (laughs) if ever there was a place that you can just stand for hours Mm -hmm. and just look through all of the memorabilia and just really entrench yourself in all of the goodness of the Star Wars universe, this is definitely the place, right? Yeah. Dock Andar, you know, has things from all around the galaxy. And uh, according to the storyline, if he's in a good mood, maybe you can strike a deal with him and get something nice, you know, for yourself. There's so many Easter eggs in just this building alone. Um, Right. Obviously, you can purchase different things. They have uh, like the holocron. You can purchase Mm -hmm. different uh, kyber crystals for your existing hilts or if you just want to collect them. Uh, You used to be able to get the black kyber crystal here. And for reasons that... All right, we'll just talk about it. So what was happening was people were going (laughs) up to the kyber crystals, holding them up to the light or flashing a light with their cell phone, trying to find the black Mm -hmm. ones because obviously they are rare. You can't necessarily find them. And when cast members saw that it was creating these big crowds, they decided to stop putting them out there. Occasionally, they'll put one or two out during the day, kind of at random, but it's not as frequent as they used to be. Which is sad, which also is is a good thing, I think, because now it really makes it a rare find and it, mm-hmm. it really does make it an Easter egg. But for those people that still know the little trick, until they change the type of packaging that it comes in, people are just going to keep doing that over and over trying to find the black hybrid crystal. So yeah. I think it's easier for them to say we don't put them out anymore. Yeah. Uh, So if you kind of walk around the Den of Antiquities, there's some really great merchandise. Like one of the things that they have is Princess Leia's uh, necklace, which is a replica of the one that she wore in the film that was cast from the one she wore in the film. They went back to the original like jeweler that created it. They took a cast of it. And so they replicated it. And it's like 2000 bucks. Oh, or as course. they say Easy. there, as they say there are 2,000 credits, right? Because $1 <laughs> equals one credit in Batu. So if ever they say, you know, this is 20 credits, then it's $20. That's It's, it's a one-to-one ratio. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the other things that you'll find is you'll find like a taxidermy head of, uh, of a Tauntaun uh, along with some of the yeah. other creatures. You'll see a Gungan sculpture. Gungan is the the amphibian species that Jar Jar Binks is, like, kind of up on the second floor. Uh, IG88, mm-hmm. the, the droid from Empire, which I think is the one that assists uh, Boba Fett when he yes. goes off. Uh, he's up on the uh-huh. second floor. Uh, there's an Imperial Guard helmet. The Mandalorian symbol is up on the second floor, like very prominently displayed next to the <laughs> Imperial Guard uh, helmet. And what's cool is that over on the side, right behind Delk Andor, you can actually see Mando's helmet and his gun from the Mandalorian. And I think that was, I don't know if that was there. Before the release of the Mandalorian, or if it came after, but just knowing that it's there and seeing it up on the wall, super super cool Easter egg. Um, what else is up there? Uh, oh, the Medal of Alderaan. Yes, the Medal of Alderaan, uh-huh. the, which were the bravery medals that Luke and Han got in A New Hope. Um, yes. What else? Oh. The Ark, the, the, the Ark of the well, Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant. Well, that's on the other side. Yeah, <laughs> on the other side, the Ark of the Covenant, which is a callback to Raiders of the Lost Ark. That was the best thing I found. It is such oh a cool Easter egg. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, you can definitely get lost in this store just looking through everything. It's difficult to see some of these things because they're kind of stacked on top of each other. You're not allowed on the second floor, so it has to be whatever you can see from floor level. And the arc is actually covered by another piece of art in front of it. So you have to kind of recognize the edges of the piece in order to know that that's what it is. Uh, but once you see it, it's difficult to not see it after that. All right. So, uh, yeah, definitely head into Doc Andor's uh, Den of Antiquities if you just want to see a bunch of super cool Easter eggs.
0: Oh, and there's also a hidden Mickey as well.
1: Where's the hidden Mickey?
0: It's on the light sculpture in the Shut ceiling. Shut up. It's dangling. Uh-huh.
1: That's awesome. I didn't know about that one.
0: And I, I found it by mistake when I was just looking at pictures. I'm like, huh? i i didn't even know that's rad
1: i didn't know that one. that's super cool right on now i'm gonna look for it the next time that i'm there
0: Uh, along with the many other stuff
1: i know for real right uh okay so if you exit doc andar's den of antiquities just outside of it is actually the black spire which the entire area is known for. Mm-hmm. It's it's just directly to the right of the doors uh, that you enter uh, into Doc Andor's Den of Antiquities. And there's a few sculpture pieces and some stuff that's out there. There's a giant foot, which actually came from the great movie ride at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So instead of stashing it away somewhere, now it's in front of Doc Andor. So... <laughs> That's a cool Easter egg. Dude, that,
0: I just learned. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, so that's a cool Easter egg oh. that ties some of Walt Disney World's history.
0: I did not... Wow, yeah. and I've written and I didn't, I didn't recognize Wow.
1: <laughs> Across the way from Dokandar is Docking Base 7. And mm-hmm. Docking Base 7 is possibly my favorite place to get actual food when you're on planet because... Uh, It's got some, like the prices are a little more expensive than Ronto Roasters. It is more sit-down food, but it's heartier and tastes so good. Uh, I remember they have breakfast offerings. They have lunch and dinner, obviously. Mobile ordering is available here just like it is at Ronto Roasters. But at Docking Bay 7... They have something called Smoke kadu Pork Ribs. And oh man, they are tasty. <laughs> I've eaten that a couple times. It's super delicious. Uh, they have something called Endorian Fried Chicken Tip Yip, which looks like a giant chicken nugget. But when you. I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. But when you eat it with everything that's on the plate, it seriously tastes like chicken pot pie. And it's just. Oh. It's so good. I. I, I like I it's so good. Like, I want one right now, actually. Even though I can't eat it, I want one right now. Soon. Yeah, soon. <laughs> uh, the other thing that's really good there that I would recommend is the Batuan beef pot roast. That is super oh. tasty as well. I wouldn't have thought that the pot roast was going to be good, um, but it was delicious, and I would recommend that as well. This is All where right. you can purchase your sporks now. Instead of stealing them, (laughs) uh, I guess, depending on what side of what alliance you you're you're pledging, whether you're resistance (laughs) or first order or if you're just kind of neutral and you want to be some kind of bounty hunter or something, I guess you can take one. But, yeah, they're 1099. My brother was recently at Galaxy's Edge. And oh. he kind of picked up a couple for us to give away in an upcoming episode. So, oh my
0: gosh! Stay tuned! Awesome. Because
1: you're going to learn how you can possibly win a spork from Galaxy's Edge. And if you're not anywhere near the resort and you want this cool survival tool that we talked about in the last episode, <laughs> this is your chance to possibly own one. So, nice. more details to come. Uh, also, before we continue, I do want to quickly jump in and let you know that this episode of Pocketeers is brought to you by the generosity of a wonderful group of people known as the FGP Squad. The FGP squad is a group of listeners just like you that help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon. If you like the podcast and want to help out, the best way to do that is to start off by going to podcateers.com FGP. You'll find a link there on how you can sign up to be a part of the FGP squad. Of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Um okay so yeah so you exit docking bay seven and of course prominently displayed in front of you is the fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy the millennium falcon uh obviously this is the entrance to uh millennium falcon smugglers run the attraction obviously super fun you get to select one of six different seats in the cockpit that you're piloting the Falcon on and you get to be one of four different things or five different positions. There's pilot, there's gunner, there's engineer three. three. There's, Yeah, there's only Uh, three. three, three, And you named them. Yeah, so pilot, gunner, and engineer. And Mm -hmm. you all kind of decide what you're going to be. You each have different tasks. If you're gunner, during the scenes, you actually have to shoot down some of the other TIE fighters and things that are approaching you. If you don't, it will drastically change how your scoring is ranked at the end. (laughs) And if you get to the point where you just absolutely suck at flying the Falcon, you will be told as you are getting off of the <laughs> attraction.
0: Which is why I rather be engineer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be in charge.
1: Yeah, um, engineer. I mean, there's there's something cool about being. And when you're when you're flying, if you're in the seat on the right hand side you are the one that's going to hit light speed. Like everything Mm -hmm. else, like if you're on the left-hand side, you're going to be controlling, you know, left and right, and that's great. But there's something magical about that seed in the front on the right-hand side because as soon as you hear, okay, let's hit light speed, and you pull that (laughs) lever and you see those stars go flying by, (laughs) whoo! I'm not even a huge Star Wars fan, and I got the tingles. Just doing it. (laughs) So, super cool. Those are the different positions. The Falcon itself, the queue is just replete with different Easter eggs as well. Uh, One of the coolest ones is obviously the little corridor hallway thing where Han and Leia kissed in one of the films. And, I mean, it's one of those things where if there's not a lot of people, like, it's it's Uh one of those grammable moments, you know, if you're there with somebody that you care about. So... Definitely something to look out for. There's porg okay. nests all over the place. Um, you hear sounds like I have that. not
0: seen one. Yeah.
1: I mean, they're kind of all over. Oh, um, <laughs> the When you enter the Falcon itself, like uh-huh. the, the chess board and just being in that area before you board is just such a cool experience. You know, to see yeah. that part of the ship, to be there and know that... You're, you're a part of the action. You're in this universe now, right? It's one of those right. really immersive experiences that just, again, Chewie, we're home,
0: <laughs> right?
1: Uh, so once you get off of the attraction, you'll get off of the attraction behind Docking Bay 7 and... Little Easter egg on the wall to your right hand side as you're getting off of the attraction is a hidden Mickey blasted yeah. into the wall. Totally cool, love it. Uh, so if you move uh, towards the front of the Millennium Falcon, you will see Ogus Cantina. And Ogus Cantina, oh man, what an experience. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. One of the coolest things about Ogus Cantina is that RX24, also known as R3X, now known as DJ Rex, was yeah. the pilot of the Star Commuter on Star Tours before we kind of got the new version of it. And we talked about it in the last episode. He's that little plucky young droid that's like, I've always wanted to do this. And he kind of flies through the battle. <laughs> uh, love it. What What do you say? Now he's retired. This is what he's doing after retirement. He's just kind of playing uh-huh. music at Oga's. Uh, I love the the detail that went into this because obviously Rex was kind of glitchy, right? He wasn't yeah. like fully programmed to do what he was doing, and that was part of the story that they were telling on Star Tours. In Oga's Cantina, if you hang out long enough, the music... All of a sudden, just kind of stops, and you hear Rex like start glitching out, and he's like, Oh no, I'm losing power. And he, Accurate. Yeah, and he just kind of like shuts down, <laughs> right? And then you have all of these Batuans that are working in Ogus Cantina trying to figure out like how to restore power and like power's just out there's smoke coming out of different things and they grab this mallet and they hit their power source a couple of times and then like power's restored and everybody cheers and the coolest part about DJ Rex is that you <laughs> hear the startup tones from Star Tours like you yeah. hear in the background and then you just, like, hear him boot up. You hear him glitch a little bit again. And he says a little bit of the lines from Star Tours attraction. And then he starts playing music from the cantina scene in Star Wars. Uh-huh. I
0: uh. love it. <laughs> There's just no words. Like, ah, uh, it's happening. I
1: know. <laughs> Definitely one of the coolest experiences inside of of that location Um, they have, uh, they do have, uh, breakfast selections here. So if you wanted to get like a cinnamon roll or oats along with an alcoholic drink, like, I don't know, maybe you need a Bloody Mary and a cinnamon roll. That's how you get your day started. I, I mean, I'm not here to judge you. I ain't judging. But it's available, right? <laughs> I think they have just about a dozen items available for breakfast. Uh, and after from lunch and beyond, they have right around 30 different items that you can purchase along with uh, non-alcoholic drinks, alcoholic drinks, beer, wine, cider. Uh, they all have really cool names. Uh, it's different things from uh, like they have like a white wampa ale you know, which is like a Heffenweizen. They have a Gamorian Ale, which is um, a new Belgian uh, brewing company type uh, style beer. Uh, We've had a couple of those and they're fantastic. Uh, We had a Fuzzy Tauntaun, which I think was just super good. However, that buzz foam that they put on top of it. (laughs) Oh, that's that's quite an experience. If you've ever wanted something to make your lips and tongue go numb and just make you feel absolutely weird that you're drinking it, Fuzzy tauntauns the way to go. There you go. Um, They (laughs) have something called the Jedi Mind Trick. Uh, They have like a a flight, which is like collectible with um, I think it's Banta teeth uh, that you can get it in. Uh, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly, but yeah, they have a lot of different drinks. Um, they do have non-alcoholic drinks if you bring your kids with you, so you don't have to worry. Uh, they do have like blue bantha milk. They have uh, a jaba juice. They have a carbon freeze. It's it's different things like lemonade and Powerade and and stuff yeah. like that. So uh, you don't have to worry if you do take your kids. It's not specifically just a bar. Uh, and they do have a couple of different like snack things that you can purchase there as well so if you if you just need like uh, a plate of you know mixed nuts or something, you can order that um I, weirdly enough, you can order a plate of like different cheeses, oh yeah, yeah, which I thought like like you don't go to Ogus Cantina and get charcuterie. Right. That's not like <laughs> what you would. I, it's just weird. It's like a weird offering, but it's there if you want it. So I guess for the people that are getting wine, maybe. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Anyhow, it's so cool. They have a lot of really cool details. One of the coolest details that uh, I've noticed inside of Ogus Cantina is if you recall in the last episode, we talked about the first time that Darth Vader had visited Batuu when he was looking uh, for Padme. He enters Ogus Cantina, and it's not specifically talked about in the novel. In Thrawn: Alliances mm-hmm. is what the name of the novel is. But there's a battle inside of the cantina, and then in Ogus Cantina here on Galaxy's Edge, there's blaster marks and there's like different remnants yeah. of the battle that happened in Thrawn Alliances which I just think is a super cool easter egg to have because it ties that story into what's happening on planet
0: that's crazy cool yeah
1: it doesn't like completely jump out but it's just a nice little easter egg to have let's see if you exit Ogus Cantina Uh, hang to the left a bit. You're going to see some bathrooms in case you need to use that. Uh, There's. uh, If you keep walking forward, you're going to see the blue milk cart Mm -hmm. um, over on the right-hand side, the milk stand. Uh, Across from that, First Order Cargo is a shop that's right next to the big giant First Order banner and directly Mm -hmm. to the left of the Thai echelon, which by the way, quite possibly my favorite ship in the entire Star it's, Wars universe.
0: It's awesome looking at night. I
1: know. The tie echelon, Jeez. I don't believe, has appeared in any of the films. But then again, I haven't seen Rise of Skywalker. So I don't know if it appears in it.
0: I can't confirm it, and I can't discuss it. Okay.
1: <laughs> but I know for a fact that it doesn't show in any other ones. So I don't uh-huh. know if it's exclusive to the land, but... The TIE Echelon, I think, was inspired, obviously, by a TIE fighter and Kylo Ren's TIE silencer. But, oh, man, it's just such a gorgeous ship that even during the day, like at night, it's so cool because there's all the lights and everything. And when Kylo comes out, like all the smoke is appearing. But, man, even during the day, such a beautiful ship. This is also the stage where they have like Kylo Ren come out with the stormtroopers and they have that cool little uh, show that goes on and everything. Um, Kylo Ren comes out. uh, I forgot the name of the general that he does the show with, but they're talking about how there's a rebel spy that they're trying mm-hmm. to find and he's like, oh, the spy, you know, is is here on planet. And Kylo's like, oh, well, let's go find the rebel spy. And so he like chokes the general. He falls down. Kylo takes off. And that's when he starts walking around the land with a couple of stormtroopers and starts interacting with people. Another really cool thing to note about Galaxy's Edge on that note is that it's, it's one of the only lands where... Because you're technically off planet, mm-hmm. the cast members get sassy with you. You know, whether it's the stormtroopers <laughs> or whether it's people that yeah. are, are like there's an alliance to the first order, whatever the case is, like you get some lip from them sometimes. And I just think it's oh, like yeah. super fun that they're doing that. Uh it just it doesn't take you out of the element. You know, and even mm-hmm. when you're asking for something as simple as, let, let's say, going to the restroom, they'll still stay in character. And I I, I love that. Totally. Um, oh, uh, behind the blue, the blue milk stand, uh, there's a couple of other Easter eggs. There's like this little area where there's a lot of droid parts and stuff like that. Uh, it looks like there's droids being like almost electrocuted, like they're being tortured. And there's an Imperial probe droid that's hanging there. That's It, it looks like it's literally getting electrocuted uh, or it's being set to malfunction or something. But there's like all these Android parts. It's just a cool little area uh, that you see. Uh, and if you walk a little further is when you eventually end up in the Droid Depot, which is what we were talking mm-hmm. about just a while ago. So you've made kind of a full circle there. The Droid Depot... Oh, man. Droid Depot, super cool. Uh, yeah. If you walk in there, you don't have to purchase anything. So unlike uh, Savi's, this one, you don't necessarily have to pay to walk in there and see what's going on. You can see people building their droids. You have the option of building a BB Series droid or an R Series. So essentially mm-hmm. something that looks like BB-8 or something that looks like R2-D2. Um, It's about $100. 100 credits to build one and then you can take it a step further and add something called a personality chip to each of your droids and what that will do is it will essentially align your droid with either the resistance or the first order and if you interact with one or the other like with the counter it'll act differently around those characters it'll act positively if you have a resistance personality chip, like if it sees Ray or Chewie, uh, another droid that's the same, but it'll freak out if it sees like a Stormtrooper or Kylo Ren or anything like that. So um, the I don't remember how much the personality chip is, but it's an additional cost on top of the $100 to build the actual droid. But even if you don't build it, they just have all these conveyor belts with hanging droid parts. They have all these bins. And yeah. it's just really cool to look at. Uh, I think it, it's one of the... It's got so much kinetic energy. You know, it's one thing we talk about when we're Armchair Imagineering, that whenever you can have kinetic energy that goes along with your theming, it mm-hmm. just... It, it, there's so much to soak in, right? And the Droid Depot is certainly one of those where that was executed just completely, like, it's off the charts good.
0: Yeah, and I guess you could say this would be an Easter egg. Um, So <laughs> there's always, you know, you always see something new. That's the beauty about Disney. And last month when I went to Galaxy's Edge in the Droid Depot um i'm just looking around taking pictures and suddenly i look up and i'm looking at the like the pieces and i guess i just never stood and stared i never did but i didn't know you could see c-3po where in the depot like he he's hanging in parts
1: get out (laughs) yeah oh man okay see now
0: there's something else i have to look out for next time i go okay and it's just one of those things that cuz you're constantly looking at everything you could miss it
1: oh but, yeah man. that's super cool i'm going to have to look out for that next time i go um so yeah that that's kind of the full like wrap around of galaxy's mm-hmm. edge let's uh, oh you know what there's one shop that i didn't talk about Which has some delicious, tasty treats. Which, oh man, it's going to hurt to not be able to eat this because, man, I love popcorn. Uh, And that's (laughs) Katsaka's Kettle. Uh, Yeah. Katsaka's Kettle is basically a popcorn uh, cart, but it's got something called Outpost Popcorn, which has like these spicy and sweet notes to it. It is super delicious. And then they also have something called chocolate popcorn. Well, it's not just called chocolate popcorn. It is chocolate popcorn. But it has, like, salt on it. And it just enhances that flavor, like, when you're eating the chocolate. Oh, my God. It's delicious. (laughs) I need some in my life. But in my mouth, like, I can almost taste it. Like, it's it's just so good. Like, it's just... mm. You're
0: not drilling. You're good.
1: (laughs) Well... That's another thing. If I do start drooling, I blame this Uh-oh. retainer thing because I feel like I've been drooling a lot more. But anyhow, that's not what we're talking no. about right now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Uh Katsaka's Kettle, definitely recommend it. Uh, I would, I mean, I would get both, you know, mm-hmm. if you're with somebody. I think each of them uh, has a, a really great taste to them. But again, I love popcorn, so it might just be the fact that I'm a little biased uh, when I'm, when I'm speaking of it. Um, so yeah, I, there's a lot of different things hidden around the the land itself. Like there's little tiny Easter eggs, there's callbacks to the original Star Wars films uh, right above Docking Bay 7. There's three freighters that are on top of the building itself and they have 77, 80, and 83 painted on the side of it. Each of those represents the years that the original Star Wars trilogy was released. And I think that's a really nice uh, homage to the original trilogy, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially since we're not getting like a land from those. I think that's a really great way to call back to it. Uh, uh, Throughout the land, you're going to see a lot of this stuff. Like in the marketplace, I think they have these little stormtroopers, like wooden stormtrooper dolls that were cast from the stormtrooper doll in Rogue One. Like that's how they replicated these, the same way that they did Leia's um, necklace the different creatures that you see in the marketplace oh what's the the creature in the pipes i know that it's the one that attacks luke it like like when you go to the water fountain it like pops up in front of you yeah i forgot what it's called um Somebody please leave a comment on Instagram or something. Tell me what it is. I forgot what it is. But there's a creature inside of the pipes that attacks Luke inside of the marketplace. You go for a drink of water and you look up and all of a sudden it just like pops out of the ooze or the water that it's, that's inside the tube. And I think that's a that's a cool Easter egg. So the, the last thing that I want to talk about is the Disney Play app. Because... Mm-hmm. The Disney Play app, I think, has really added uh, a new dimension to being inside of the parks, especially for annual pass holders. Uh, It gives you something else to do when you're standing in line. The fact that you can unlock uh, different little achievements when you're on an attraction. You can play games related to the attraction. You can go on little scavenger hunts. The the Disney Play app uh, in the park itself is really fun, but Galaxy's Edge takes it to a whole new level. And I'm hoping that they do something similar on Avengers Campus because...
0: Oh, gosh, yeah.
1: On two, your phone is known as your data pad. And mm-hmm. when you're in the app, you can use it to translate Arabesh, which is the language... Um, you know that that's used throughout the land you can uh, there's a translator on there you can use it to hack into different radio frequencies to take over those towers for the resistance or for the first order depending on what your alliance is Uh, or you can just be neutral and just make it so that you screw up whoever had taken control of it, you know, is if you just want to be that guy, which I think Gavin has done <laughs> in the past. I think he's he's just been like, eh, yeah, I'm just gonna be neutral. And he goes and he screws things up. You can team up with other people that are the same alliance to try to work against others. Uh you can use the data pad to see what's inside of crates. Like they have these barcodes on the sides of them. You can go up to it, scan it with your data pad, and it'll tell you the contents of the cargo. You can use it to see what's behind doors. It's just, there's so much that you can do with it. I wish that there was a little bit more that could influence what you get Mm -hmm. out of all of that stuff that you do. And I think that's part of what I'm going to talk about in Armchair Imagineering. Uh, So I'm going to leave that there. But the data pad and the Disney Play app itself are just such a great piece of tech that they're using to keep you engaged. I remember when we first went to Galaxy's Edge, I was concerned that four hours wasn't going to be enough because they had these like four-hour windows. Mm -hmm. And I found that four hours is definitely enough to do everything, especially considering that at the time, Rise of the Resistance wasn't open yet. But really... If you were to sit, if you were to walk around Galaxy's Edge and use the data pad, you're going to spend most of your time and you can, you can certainly spend hours and hours just going through the things in the data pad, playing the puzzles, hacking through things, opening doors, opening boxes, you know, all sorts of stuff. And it's just so fun. Like you can dedicate mm-hmm. an entire day to being there and there would Like, you would find stuff to do. And I imagine that it's only going to grow in functionality in the future.
0: And I've actually seen people do that. Like, they'll be dressed up and to the nines, and they're going through every single thing with their data pad. It's really cool stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to make sure that one day that I have an opportunity to just go do that. Where I don't think I've ever... I think I've gone specifically for Galaxy's Edge, but it's always for an attraction or because we had um, we had a reservation at Oga's Cantina, but it's mm-hmm. never just to walk around. Like I've done it before and I kind of know what the app is about, but I just want to spend like six hours there just playing with the data pad and just do everything. Mm-hmm. Just mess everybody's, like hack into everybody's <laughs> tower signals and just mess everything up for them.
0: As long as they don't know it's us, it's cool.
1: Well, I know. I mean, <laughs> I'll let my droid do the talking. <laughs> um, so that's it. That that's your tour around Galaxy's Edge. That's some of the Easter eggs that you'll find around it. There's some of our recommendations, obviously, for things that you know. I, especially things that I enjoy throughout the the park um if there's anything that we missed or if there's anything that you want to share that we can talk about in the in the next episode or in an upcoming episode make sure to join the conversation by leaving a comment over on facebook instagram or on twitter we'd love to hear your thoughts we'd love to hear what your favorite things are and let us know which color of milk you like more blue or green you know we've had our (laughs) own little internal debates here as to which one is better uh, I can tell you that uh, I had both of them, and uh, I mean, if I absolutely had to choose one, I'm gonna say green. Ooh, we're split. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the blue one just tasted like downy.
0: See, for me, I liked. You <laughs> like I? And I it's... thought the same for the green. one.
1: <laughs> oh, interesting. You know, the the yeah. green one. The green one seems more grounded than the blue one does. Like the blue one just seems like hardcore sugary slushy. And the green one to me <laughs> tastes like it it was made with like like they seeped it with tea bags. And then they took that and made icy slush out of it. Oh. Yeah. No, I, I like it. I like it. I mean, if, like I said, if I absolutely had to choose one, I'd probably choose a green one. Maybe that'll change the next time that I go. Maybe it's just the way that I was feeling that day. I mean, overall, I probably wouldn't get it anyway. I'd probably go get a drink at Oga's Cantina instead. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyhow, uh, that's going to wrap it up for our talk on Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and some of the things that you've that you can find around in the area again. If you've been there, if we missed anything, or if there's any Easter eggs that you'd like to share that we can talk about in an upcoming episode, please share them with us. We'd love to hear them, especially if there's if they are ones that we didn't know about. You know, I'd love oh, to. Oh, and be I'm able sure there's discover. plenty. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's gonna wrap it up. Until next week, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a wonderful week, everyone.
0: Bye.